You're listening to the Cathedral Podcast. To learn more about Cathedral, like service times or how to get connected with a small group, visit wearecathedral.com. Woo, that was good. That was good. Well, good morning, everybody. It's good to be here with you. Is it good to be here? I'm going to need a little more. Uh, it's, it's a good weekend to be in church. The, the Tigers won this week. The Gamecocks won this week. Whew. Yeah, everybody's happy. Nobody's embarrassed to walk into church today. Uh, I think it's a really good weekend to start out uh, our generous series, and I'm glad I get to do that with you. Uh, but there are some people who win this weekend, and those are the people we honored yesterday. So if you're here and you are active duty or you've served or you're a vet, I want you to stand up real quick because I feel like you deserve an applause. Yeah. Don't try to slip back down. Don't try to slip back down. Stand up and receive this. Yes. Yes, yes. We can't do what we do without what you've done. It's, it's amazing. And, and you guys win the weekend. You win the weekend. I mean, we're speaking on generosity, and a lot of you have given your life. And so uh, there's nothing more generous than that. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for your service and all you do. Uh, the second thing is it is uh, Thanksgiving time, and we are going after our goal of 500 boxes. Uh, we are trying to feed 500 families this Thanksgiving. And and you guys have been doing so good with it. You can bring your boxes in. If you didn't have them done by this weekend, that's okay. We'll be open all week. You can drop your box all week. We're giving them out Saturday afternoon or Saturday morning, for that matter, um, right out front. If you want to come be a part of that, that's great. Drop your box off. I know a lot of you have been working really, really hard getting those together. And I even heard a lot of parents tell me how much they've enjoyed this way to do it because they got their kids involved and their kids are learning how to be generous and and I, I'm proud of you for doing that. You guys always make us proud when you get behind something. So uh, I'm excited about it. So generosity. Y'all ready to start? Yes. All right. I feel like if you're going to preach, you've got to start with a joke. Doesn't it feel like what most preachers do? Here, I'll give you a joke just so you feel like I'm a preacher. <laughs> All right. Whoa. Several, several men are in the locker room of a golf club, a mobile phone on a bench rings, and a man engages the free speaker function and begins to talk. Everyone else in the room stops to listen. The man says, hello. The woman says, honey, are you at the club? He says, yes. She says, I'm at the mall now and found this beautiful leather coat. It's only $1,000. Is it okay if I buy it? He says, sure, if you really like it. Then the woman goes on and says, I also stopped by the Mercedes dealership and saw the 2013 models. I saw one I really liked. It's only $98,000. He says, okay, but for that price, make sure it comes with all the options. The woman says, great. And one more thing. The house I wanted last year is back on the market. They're only asking $980,000. He says, well, then go ahead and make an offer of nine fifty. dollars they will probably take it. If not, go add the extra 30000 if you think it's a really good price. The woman says, thank you, thank you, baby. I love you so much. You're so generous. I'll see you later. The man says, you're worth it, baby. I love you too. The man hangs up the phone, and the other men are in the locker room and staring at him in astonishment with their mouths wide open. The man turns and says, whose phone is this? 
Yes. You get the anointing of God when you get a little laughter going on. Let's pray and get started. Lord, we thank you for today. We ask that you speak to us. Lord, challenge us in this generosity thing. Lord, give us your words. Give us your knowledge. Uh, we love you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Uh, so we're talking about generosity and what does that look like? Some of you are generous. Some of you could increase in it. All of us could increase in it, actually. So but we're trying to figure out how do we get better at being generous because generosity is a huge, powerful tool for us. Um, but the, where we need to start is the recognition that we serve a generous God. And um, everybody okay? Uh, you're good. Eddie earlier did a pre-service thing and the mic guy said, just stall for me for a second. And uh, he had a good story. I don't have one. So uh, I'm about to call the band back out. No. Um, but seriously, we got to start with the recognition of, of we serve a generous God, right? So he's called us to be generous. Uh, but the truth is, he's called us to be generous because it is such a powerful thing. And it is such something that he can use to build his kingdom. And when we have something that we understand that is that powerful, we know Satan's going to combat that. And he's going to want us to be the opposite of that. Um, and so as we increase and try to become more generous in our life, we understand there's opposition to that. But we don't start off generous. What are you as a parent? What are you always trying to do? Get your kids to share, right? Get your kids to share. Their favorite word when they're growing up is what? Mine. Mine. Yeah. So we've got to do that. We've got a little foster baby living with us, and she's trying to learn the art of being generous and sharing. So take a look at her trying to figure this out. Please. Go give one to Blakely, Okay. Please, go give it to Blakely. Go share with Blakely. Eat, eat, please. Go give it to Blakely. Penelope. Penelope, I'm so sure. Go give one to Blakely. Here, go give one to Blakely. She said, please. Please. Can I have one, please? Eat, please. Yeah, that's a no-go. Sharing M&Ms, come on, that's hard. That's hard work. Uh, but yeah, it's a powerful thing. And when you realize the power of generosity, that we, you know, we all want to be more impactful Christians. And, and when you get better at being generous, it is a powerful tool for the ministry. Uh, but he's not asking us to do anything he's not. God is a generous God. Let me read in Psalms 105 here. For God is sheer beauty, all generous in love, loyal always and forever. Jump down to 145. Generous to a fault, you lavish your favor on all creatures. He's asking us to watch him. He's asking us to read about him. And when we do, we read he is a generous God. Most of it, that, that little song and that worship we just did, how many of you were recounting the goodness that he's given you and the stuff he's shown you? Uh, it was just such a sweet spirit in here. I almost said scratch the message. Let's just keep doing that because he just reminds us every Sunday how good he is. Uh, I love this verse right here, Deuteronomy 15.10. It says, give freely and spontaneously. Don't have a stingy heart. The way you handle matters like this triggers God. You're God's blessing in everything you do, all your work and ventures. There are always going to be poor and needy people among you. So I command you, always be generous. Open purse and hands. Give to your neighbors in trouble. Uh, I think that's a really cool verse because it says, that I, my generosity can trigger God. The king of the universe, the, 
the master up there who created this whole thing, when I'm generous, it triggers him. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool that you can do something that perks God up like that? How many of you uh, have triggers? I, I, one of my triggers are good things and a bad thing. Just let me clarify. But I have a trigger of no, mouth noises. When somebody's chewing with their mouth open and I have to hear all the saliva in their mouth, or, it triggers me in not a good way. I'm, I'm not God, but it triggers me in a, in a rough way. And so I remember growing up, sounds can trigger you often. When you hear sounds, uh, my dad had a lot of sounds. My dad's here. He, I finally convinced him to move down here a couple months ago. Uh, but he, he, he used to have all these sounds that I, when I think back through my childhood, there was a couple sounds. There was one sound that was the weed eater. Um, we would be play, we lived out on a lot of land and we would be playing wiffle ball or football or something. And my dad had this weird thing that he liked to chase you with the weed eater. Uh, I don't know, maybe he had a broken childhood or something, but... Uh, no, he, for some reason, loved to chase us, and we loved it, but we knew what was coming. And any time we were out on the field and we heard him in the barn crank that weed eater, we just took off running. You didn't care where that sound was, you just ran the opposite way. And what was really funny was if you didn't know what that sound meant, and we'd bring friends over, they would be in pure shock when he'd come running out of that barn with that weed eater after us. Um, he had a, a briefcase, and a, his briefcase triggered something. When he got home from work, the first thing he did was he walked in, and he would lay that briefcase on the dresser. And most days, that was a good sound. Hey, Dad's finally home. But on those days where you knew Dad was coming home and you'd gotten in trouble, those were the worst sounds. You know what I'm saying? But you remember that, that briefcase hitting the thing? And there were some days I was so happy, and there were some days I was so scared. But... Uh, uh, there was one sound, though, that I remember that, used, that brings me a lot of joy. But my dad sitting in a recliner. We had this old recliner, and it was 30 years too old. I mean, we had to cover it up with blankets because it was so rough and things. But it had this squeak to it. And so it would, when he jumped up out of it, it made this certain sound. And he only did that, jumped up out of it really fast for two reasons. One is bluegrass music came on, or he was coming to straighten somebody out. And I remember one day I, had, uh, I heard a cuss word on TV, and I had no idea what it meant, but I just knew it was a cuss word, the way they said it, the way they did it. And I, I always wondered that. How do kids know? You just know. You know when it's a cuss word. And he, that night he had some people over, and he told me to stay in the back of the house, that it's going to be some adults meeting and things. And, of course, I didn't do that. I slipped down the hallway, and I slid into the living room, and I'm hiding behind the couch, and I'm like, he has no idea I'm here. Because I thought I was a sniper when I was young, and I always did that kind of thing. Um, and so all of a sudden, I hear him, Luke? And I knew I was busted. And he, get out of here. And when he does, I decide to use the new word that I had just learned and called him that word. And let me say, it triggered the recliner to have a sound I'll never forget. Uh, and he made sure I didn't call him that ever again. Uh, but we, we have these triggers, and, and but even in a good way, as, as a father or a parent or, or whatever, you, when your kid does something that you're proud of, it triggers you. It, 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 not all things are created equal. And when I see my kids be generous and when I see my kids do something kind, it triggers me. I get proud of them. I get proud of them. Um, but the Bible says that we need to, uh, if we're going to be generous people, we need to have a plan for it. So Isaiah 32, 8 says this. 
But a generous man devises generous plans, and by generosity he shall stand. So today I want to give you three quick things on how to create a plan for generosity. I think everybody wants to be generous in here, and I hope these three things will help us do that. First thing is this, uh, live on the other side of yes. Um, this is a mindset thing, and, and there's a lot of opportunities that come our way, and, and if we can get our mind right approaching the opportunity, we'll have a lot better chance of, uh, of being generous. But I want to start here with your mind because that's where a lot of it starts. When you see an opportunity, the first thing a lot of us do is we figure out why we can't help or why we shouldn't help or that kind of thing. We start on the side of no. But I'm going to challenge you today to start on the side of yes. You may not have the resources. You may not have the time. You may not have that kind of thing. But if you can get your mind right and approach the opportunity with yes first, you will have a lot better chance of really helping somebody. Um, how many of you have heard uh, the red car theory? It, it makes me think of this. The red car theory is this. I could ask you how many red cars you saw on the way to church today. And you could probably guess, you know, 10 or 15 red cars. But if I was in your living room this morning and I was going to pay you $100 for every red car you saw on the way to church, how many would you have counted? You would know exactly. You would know exactly how many red cars you saw because your mind was conditioned to be looking for those red cars. When you start on the other side of yes, you're conditioning your mind to look for opportunities. And the more you're ready for opportunities, I feel like the more the Lord's going to give you opportunities. He's not waiting for your resources to catch up. He's waiting for your spirit to catch up. When your spirit catches up, he's going to put things in front of you all day long because he knows he's got somebody there who can help him. Does that make sense? So that leads me to my next point. Uh, continually sow seeds. Um, when you start looking for it and you start seeing those kinds of opportunities, a good, generous giver is always sowing seeds. And there's a principle in the Bible called sowing and reaping. It's in Galatians 6. Uh, here's chapter 7 through 8. What a person plants, he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvests a crop of weeds. All he'll have to show for his life is weeds. But the one who plants in response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth work in him, harvests a crop of real life. What you sow, you will reap. What you plant in the soil you live in, you will reap. There will be a harvest. If you're not happy with the harvest, look at the seeds you're sowing. If you want to change the harvest and you want more generous people around you or you're upset with the harvest, look at the seeds you're sowing. If you want to be more generous, sow more seeds into people. Sow more seeds into people. Uh, the we get, God wanted to make this very simple, and I, I love the sowing and reaping. I, I love the concept of farming. Um, but I love the idea of doing those small things and being in a process, understanding the process much more than I, than I do a, a lot of complicated things. I think it's really cool how he says, just focus on the giving and not the getting. Focus on the seeds and not the harvest. The harvest will be automatic if you understand the seeds. You see, my dad taught me a long time ago, especially when I started a business, that you, it's not the big, exciting things in a business that build a business and make it great. It's those little things that happen every day that you do that are different, that nobody wants to do. You, and you get up every day and you work on those things. That's how a business is built. That's how a family is built. Every day when you get a chance and you work on those things. Uh, many of you know Nick Saban. How many of you know Nick Saban, the coach of Alabama? Um, 
we may know him, but most of us don't like him. Uh, I hope he never wins a national championship again, but he, uh, he has done it, and, and you got to respect that. I think he's got seven national championships. I think he's up to now, and arguably one of the greatest college football coaches ever, so you've got to give respect where respect is due, uh, but he makes it very simple. He, he's got this in his locker room, and it's called Trust the Process, and he says, don't focus on the outcome. Focus on the process. If you get good at the process, the process isn't complicated. Getting up and doing what you're supposed to do and working hard and doing what, people, what most people won't do will end up getting things that most people won't get. Trust the process. Trust the principle. Sow the seeds. Sow the seeds. I, uh, I, I feel like the Lord makes this concept really simple and easy for us. He wants us to win. That's why he takes these big biblical concepts and puts them into stories, because he wants, them to, wants us to win. He wants us to understand it. He doesn't want the world of the kingdom to be complex. He wants it to be simple. Uh, this reminds me of a story back in college. Um, my daughters aren't in here, which is good. Uh, my buddy and I, my, my roommate in college, his name was Sheldon. We uh, weren't the sharpest tools in the shed, especially when we got together. Uh, we were... We had messed up and we had gotten in trouble and we were sitting in a courtroom and in front of a judge um, and the Lord was trying to make life really simple at that point. Uh, but how many of you, how many, do we have any Buccaneers in here, CSU Buccaneers? Yes, okay, go Bucks, go Bucks. Can anybody tell me the motto of CSU? Anybody remember it? Oh man, I'm glad the president's not here. But when I was there, they did the motto a lot. It's building academic excellence in a Christian environment, okay? And that was pumped into you, pumped into you all the time. Even if you didn't want academic excellence and you weren't interested in the Christian environment, you got that vision. They put that in you all the time. So fast forward back to the courtroom. Here we are standing there, me and Sheldon. And I remember standing in the, in the courtroom and all of our coaches are on this side. And the judge is right in front of us and I'm standing there. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. And they wanted us to get off. He wanted us to win. And they had been a lot of talks and everything back and forth. He was a CSU alumni, the, the judge was. And he, so he didn't want to have to and do a punishment on us, but he was going to try to make sure we understood like every good judge would. Uh, but he's standing right there and he says this. If you can tell me, he looks at my, my roommate, Sheldon, okay, and he says this, if you can tell me the motto of CSU, I will let you go free. There will not be a single punishment. And I'm like, oh, yes. Everybody knows the motto. You hated the motto when you were there, but you knew the motto. And I'm like, this is done deal. I'm standing there like, oh, go ahead, Sheldon. Shock the world, Sheldon. Shock them. And we're all sitting there, and the coach has got a big smile, and everybody's like, he got this. It's going to be easy. We're going to get And Sheldon looks up, and he says, Buccaneers. <laughs> he gave the mascot, not the motto. That judge wanted it to be so simple. He wanted us to win. And there we, all of us were like, oh, we deserve every punishment he gives us right now. We deserve every punishment. Um, but he wants it to be simple. And if you, if you are a generous person, you know that feeling of giving and, and putting into people. I, I remember my greatest Christmas was, when I think back as a kid, was 
Rambo set. How many of y'all remember Rambo back in the day? The bandana, the knife, the face paint. I was in the woods thinking I was Rambo. I thought it's the greatest day of my life. Here we go. But when I became a parent and I got to give, it was so much more fulfilling, right? When you've given and you have this life of giving, it's like a drug almost. You get addicted to giving and wanting to give to people. There's just not much other things in life that give the feeling that that gives. Uh, The last thing is this. Uh, Number three, when you start seeing and you start sowing, now you start attracting people to God. You ask me, how can I win more people to God this year? Be generous. Be generous. It's just that simple. God wants it to be simple. Be generous. Be like me. Be like God, he's saying. Be generous. The Matthew 5, 14 says this, be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. When you're generous, people will ask about your God. When you help people, they will ask about your God. When you love people, they will ask about your God. When you give and when you love and when you serve, they will ask about your God. But if you don't, they're not going to ask you about your God. Matter of fact, they're not going to ask you about you. They're not interested in what you're interested in. You've got to meet the need. You've got to find the need in people. And generosity does that. If I can get you to think back through the, the three steps I said, you've got to start with yes. And then you've got to sow the seed when the opportunity comes. And when you do that, it will attract people to God. See, I think a lot of people get, up, get frustrated sometimes and they say, well, this anytime generosity is just about money. And I'm going to debunk that for you real quick. A generosity message is not just about money. If you were selfish when you had no money, you'll be selfish when you do have money. We're talking about a spirit of the heart here. Somebody who has money, a generous person, when they get money, it's just another tool on the generous tool belt. Do you understand what I'm saying? A generous person wants to learn how to help any way they can. And when they get money, it's just another way they can help. There's a guy in this church. He, I won't call his name, but he's one of our biggest financial givers. And he gives a ton of money to this place because he believes in this place. And this place couldn't do a lot of what it does without him. But you know my favorite gift about him? Is when I come off this stage, he'll probably be the first one that meets me in the back. He's going to be the first one that encourages me. He's going to send me a text this week. Even if I did terrible up here. He's going to send me a text of support. See, he's a generous man. He can't help but be generous. But when he gets money, that's just another part of his routine. You see, it's not that the money's bad or giving's bad or generosity has to be about your income. Generosity starts in your heart way before it gets to your wallet. Your wallet's just another tool. So I challenge you today to think, don't let generous be something that you're going to be one day. Be generous today. Be generous today. Uh, I'm a simple man, and I like simple things. And so if I could break this message down the most simple way I could, I would say this. You have a decision to make. Every one of us have a decision. Um, You can be a plus or a minus to the people in your life. You can be a plus or a minus to the people in your life. A generous person is going to be a plus. When you walk in the room, people are going to get excited because they know you're going to add value to their life. 
They know you're going to add value to them. But if you're a minus, you can feel that too. I challenge you today to be a plus to people. Add value to their life. Be a plus. Let me, let me leave you with this. Matthew 5:48 says this. Your kingdom subjects now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously towards others the way God lives towards you. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for all that you've given us. Lord, we thank you for the challenges of, of generosity. We do want to win more people to the Lord. We do want to be more Christ-like. And all of that is on the journey of generosity. Lord, I pray that you help us to take this concept. Help us to see the needs around us. And help us to get, have the heart to go do whatever we can. Lord, we thank you for all that you've done for us. We thank you for all that you've given us. And we ask that you help us to be a blessing to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Cathedral Podcast. If you were encouraged by today's message, leave us a rating and hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any questions about today's message or just want to reach out, send an email to questions at cathedralemail.com. Thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Have a blessed week.